Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Rafael Martinez, and this will end in darkness. Audio only episode. A little under weather. <coughs> Voices finally come back a little bit. But it's all goodies. It's all goodies. This episode might go all over the place. A little hard to focus when you're under weather. And I didn't want to have... If I could at least speak, then at least that's enough excuse to have an episode, is there not? I mean, that's the that's the only part of this job, really. You get up, you sit up, and you say things into a microphone, it, it, you know? Now, some would say, Ralph, you have to plan those things. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But that doesn't mean I can't at least give you a half hour. I mean, I did give you a bonus half hour earlier in the week. So I'll do my best to give you, like, you know, 35, 45 See what we can do. If you listen to um, the stuff I dropped earlier this week, 39.5, the thing about Will Smith, you kind of have a good idea of where I'm at with Will Smith. If you haven't heard it, let me just give you a brief recap. Will Smith's a man who was once the greatest Hollywood product of all time. Best brand. Truly legendary. The event in and of itself. The movies were secondary. He made music for the movies, which gave you extra millions you could count on. And he was destroyed by the entanglement of his wife. And Chris Rock probably didn't know about the alopecia. And Jada probably isn't that sensitive about it. But deep down, just always wanted Will to be feared and respected. That was the gist of what I said last, well, this early Monday. But check it out. Can I go far deeper into it? I'll probably go far deeper into it here as well because we have some new developments. The Academy is meeting to see if they'll take the award from him. Unfortunate. Chris Rock has not apologized. I appreciate it. He's mentioned in some of his recent stand-up stints, but no jokes on it, just he will talk about it. And he did say he will be serious and comical when he does talk about it. And he should be. He's the one that got slapped. We found out, or it's in dispute, that the Academy did ask Will Smith to leave, but he refused. But then Will Packer is saying he told the Academy not to ask Will Smith to leave because Chris Rock didn't want to press charges, nor did Chris Rock want to make a bad situation worse. Will, of course, apologized several times, at least on stage and then on Instagram. And then Jada, of course, put up a meme or some words saying it's healing season and I'm here for it. Of course you are. Of course you're here for the healing. Because you're the one that caused all this shit. And it's not a victim blame. It really isn't. You have to really look at it. Will was laughing at that joke. She eye-rolled, he went up, slapped Chris Rock, and now we see a new angle where she's laughing at the slap. Hmm. The truth is, right, and maybe it's not the truth, maybe it's my truth, maybe it's my opinion. The way I see it is this. That's what Jada always wanted out of Will. He wanted him to be feared, he wanted him to be respected in some way. 
He wanted to quote unquote man up. That's why I always believed it and wanted from Will. I think being a good father and all that didn't really matter. That stuff was cool. Like, yeah, he did that, but he wasn't tough enough to be feared, which is why, you know, his son's best friend, August Alcino, was able to fuck his wife under his nose. Or they say, quote unquote, open relationship. I think that open relationship thing came after the first time Jada cheated, and that just became the thing now. And since no one else really spoke on it, they didn't have to address it. They had to live in mystery. But Jada needing content brought Will onto Red Table Talk and destroyed him in that conversation. She didn't look at it as a transgression. I remember that. She said it wasn't a transgression. She just needed to feel good. She hadn't felt good in a long time. What a thing to tell your husband on air to millions of people on the internet, especially on Facebook. But in the end, Jada wins, really, because she is now the, f- the focus of all attention. She really just really, she really wanted to have that Beyonce mystique where you couldn't talk about Beyonce. You can't talk about Beyonce. You can't diss Beyonce. You can't even be critical of Beyonce. You can't. Even when it's legitimate criticism, you can't. I've seen it many times. Her feminist essay was really just two paragraphs. That she released. She was so proud of those two paragraphs. But I've seen other women, like a Janine Monet, write far more and far better. But no, you can't just Beyonce. I thought she was mostly performance. I didn't really think, you know, her vocals were as strong as a Whitney Houston's. But now I think she's starting to show that part of herself a bit more now. I don't think it was ever proven. I think now she's starting to step it up a bit. To prove the point that she's got a voice too, which fair, but I still see her the way I see Michael Jackson, great performer, but I instead choose Prince. I instead choose Janelle Monet. That's how I look at it. But for Jada, she used her marriage for her own gain. She used being with Will to get closer to that upper echelon. Because let's be honest, her acting career wasn't all that to begin with. It needed the Will push. Who doesn't want to be in the Will Smith business, even if it means casting his wife in something? You want to be part, you, listen, the Matrix went after Will Smith originally. And then somehow Jada Pinga ends up in the sequels. So I tell you they really wanted to be in the Smith business. And if they couldn't get Will, maybe we can get Jada for the sequels. Not a bad move. Not a bad move. Do I think alopecia is a disability? Mm. Mm. What's it holding you back from? Having hair? Men deal with that. As they get older, male pattern baldness is a thing. Is that a disability? No, we make jokes on that, don't we? We make fun of people who's losing their hair. That's what we do. Is that not a genetic disorder? If if the men in your family all end up bald, and you unfortunately end up bald, is that not a genetic disorder? You should be compensated. You should be celebrated. 
You should be protected. I have asthma, apparently. Is that not a disability? Should I not be claiming disability? It's hard for me to breathe when I do things. Hard for me to work when I, and I can't breathe. You know what I mean? I could die. I don't know if Jade is dying from alopecia. She had just said weeks before this, you know, the only thing I could do about alopecia is laugh about it. Well, Chris didn't really know about the alopecia, but certainly that was the time to laugh, wasn't it? There's always been a lot. There's been a lot of talk about, you know, if what Will did was a real man thing. And I've seen a lot of the dumbest people come out for it going, that's what real men do. And I love how all of them. I've seen at least 15 posts put this, you know, I've smacked people for less. And it's like, oh, so that's actually a problem. If you've smacked people for less than what Will Smith did, isn't all that heroic if you did it. I don't know if you can stand by it. Then you're not even the same brand. Will rarely does that. You seem to routinely do that. That's a bit different. I've smacked people for less, like less than disrespecting your wife. What's less? What's the less? Bumping into me? That's a smack? Serve me food I don't don't like. That's a smack? I don't get it. Just seems childish to me. Will wasn't protecting his wife in that moment anyway. He was protecting his ego. A man with no ego left. Destroyed. By society, they say. It's convenient that they all blame us now for all the Will memes and you know all the jokes we got off. Now we're the reason why he smacked Chris Rock. It can't be Will Smith. You have to, you know, take away the blame. You have to protect Willem, William at all cost. But now it's all our fault. We did it with our jokes and memes. We pushed them to the edge. <coughs> Is that not a movie we can write? Celebrity gets pushed to the edge and now he starts slapping hosts of award shows. <coughs> I would love to see him do it at like multiple shows now. The problem is he did the big one up front. So if you were going to do a movie with this kind of gimmick, you'd have to go up by award show. And like every time he smacks somebody, it's a different person. But all the award shows realize how hot the angle is. So they all make sure that he's like sitting in the front row. And they tell all their hosts, make sure to make fun of that guy. He's going to hit you. It's going to bump our ratings. And then he keeps going to each award show until he realizes how dumb it is to be hitting people, how toxic and aggressive it is. And then he's like, I can't do this anymore. And it's like, no, you got it. It's the biggest night. We need the ratings. And he decides to like not smack the um, host. He goes and like gives a speech about, you know, I've been invited to all these award shows because they wanted me to smack their host. But that's not who I am. I'm not a hockey thug. An enforcer, if you will. I'm a real person with feelings. I'm a real person who's going through some stuff, bro. And this, uh, this violence is not the way. 
that would be a movie I'd watch. I, I don't know if you can get like a full movie out of that. I think at the very least you can get a good 15 minutes short, maybe. 20 minutes. 30. Let's it's, it's, it's call it 30. And you can get 30 minutes out of that. In the fallout, comedians are now frightened that they're going to get smacked at shows. So now um, clubs like the Stand New York. I know, I think Stand Up New York, not the Stand. Don't want to confuse um, those clubs because they are separate. Put up a sign of Will Smith saying, this will not be tolerated. Or a club, don't try it. We will remove you. I don't know if that was as much of an issue before. I mean, Andrew Schultz does have that story of him getting punched in the face. But I don't know if that's what's happening on the norm. And I don't know if Will Smith's going to spark a new norm of punching comedians in the face, which if he did, you know, that'd be kind of interesting. It does add a level of unpredictability to the show, I'd, I'd imagine. Could be cool, I don't know. But they don't feel safe. Amy Schumer, famous joke thief, um, posted a picture of her laying for a kid saying she was deeply triggered and traumatized by what happened at the Oscars, so she'll be taking some time off from her career. And, you know, um, white women gotta make it about themselves. And it's like, you're triggered by that? Had nothing to do with you. If anything, she's the one that should've got smacked that night, because her jokes were fucking terrible. Like, I would not have mind if, like, one of Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriends came and slapped her real quick. Like, enough. We get it. He dates young. He's allowed to. He's Leonardo DiCaprio. It's not our fault that Amy Schumer looks like what happens when you just put a glob of mayonnaise and like, I don't know, golden retriever hair together. Amy Schumer looks like a horribly put together Gumby character. You know, like when you got Play-Doh, you got those, um, Things to form people, like those little plastic pieces. It was like a disfigured one of those. It's not our fault. It's her genetics. She's aged horribly. It was going to happen. She started to age like Jada. Jada looks great. Jada looks good. But now everyone's falling apart now. This has lasted longer than I thought it would, to be honest with you. Me and the Revolution spoke about it privately. And we said, this has got a few days in it, most. But it, here we are, a week later. People are still attuned to it. People have turned into a race thing now. Where they've said, you know, like, there people are turning on Will. He's a black man that did it. But to be honest with you, Will Smith got to be upset by a joke, smack the host, sit down, win the award... And you have to stay and go to all the after parties with no issue. Normally, if you told me that without telling me the race of that person, I would go, oh, that person's white. But no, it's Will Smith. Will Smith has now shown that we are an equality society because rich privilege seems to out-empower white privilege. Thank you, Will Smith. There's the equality we've been looking for. It's not wrong. Was he not privileged at that moment? Highly.
I just like how everyone's acting like this is some kind of win for society. That smacking a comedian, whoa, we're taking it back now. Those damn comedians. And they've been after them, you know, since 2016. You know, maybe 2015. When they didn't take Trump seriously, we were all joking about him. Then they came after podcasts that comedians were on. And now Chris Rock. You know, there's this turning on the profession of comedian. Before we used to talk about how you, know, you need comedians, you need to laugh, and you need to be able to take down sacred cows, and yada, yada, yada. Now it's comedians aren't important at all. Okay, then where are you going to get your humor from? Because all the comedy shows you like steal from these comedians all the time. They steal jokes and put them in the scripts. It happens. If comedy is no longer essential, then what is? Self-awareness? Because that's only fun when it's practiced at a minimum. You can't practice self-awareness all the time. You won't make it through the day. You won't make any decisions, really. You'll be too afraid to make them. But this is where we are. We've always deep down wanted this level of chaos. Sorry, my body's making weird noises. It's probably the virus. I don't know what it is. I just don't feel well. I'll figure it out. Honestly, it's probably with the changing of the weather. It's probably my allergies, to be honest with you. I did when I was walking by. When I was walking this week in my losing weight regiment, breathe in when I feel some pollen or some tree shit. Haven't been right since. This is what we kind of wanted. You know, we're about to be at World War Three, which is totally cool. You know what I mean? That's good. We have celebrities smacking, you know, other celebrities. We have a corpse for a president we're Gucci what a time to be alive what a time I'm so proud of us I think we're handling it pretty well considering it really was just a G.I. Jane joke it really was Chris Rock's ticket sales are not through the roof. He's coming to Madison Square Garden this summer. Might try to get the cheapest tickets imaginable for that. Because I'm already seeing Rage Against the Machine this summer. And Lady Gaga. And my girlfriend. I wouldn't mind seeing Chris Rock. Because at least by the summertime, he might have something on it. You know what I mean? Gotta give him time. First thing he said to Will Packer, producer of the Oscars, when he asked him, how are you doing? He's like, Muhammad Ali just punched me. So he was already writing, brother. He was already with the jokes. But is Will, or is Jada, a puppet master for Will is the question. 
Because he doesn't seem to be operating well on his own. It seems like since the entanglement, she broke him enough to where now she's in control of the Will Smith brand, which probably was something she might have wanted. See, it's, it's, I hate to be doing this, to be you know putting all this n- negative intention on someone. But the manipulative moves just seem so blatant. Oh, listen, I, I can't wait to be proven wrong. I can't. But for now, I'm going to speculate. Because I'm no expert. But I know what I see. <laughs> but no, I, I think she saw a guy who was well put together. Someone who had it all together. You know what I mean? Like th- That dude had everything. You, you, Not a hair was out of place. He cultivated the perfect gimmick. And I think that probably ate her up a little bit. Because he was willing to be anything and everything to maintain that gimmick and to provide the money that was coming in. He had no problem doing it. And maybe that source of light was a problem. Because for her, something she, she likes things that are messy. She doesn't like things to be clean. She wants things to be a little messy. And she got what she wanted out of all this. A messy situation. With the person she's with now. I I just love how you're protecting the wife that fucked your son's best friend. That's it's a bold move. It's a bold move. All that slap was all about social media. It was all about everyone getting at him. And that's fair. Hey, listen, and I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I'm saying if that's his justification for it, okay. I get it. But it's still wrong, bro. It's still wrong. But not in today's society. Apparently that's man that's being a man, that's being a good husband. So I asked my girlfriend about it. And she was like, well, it's Chris Rock, and I adore him, so I would expect to be made fun of if I was in eyesight of Chris Rock. And I was like, yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Because that's what comedians do. And what's crazy is all the dudes who were saying, you know, I slap dudes for lust. You love these comedians, though. You love these... all you do is roast people on the regular. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're comfortable that no one's going to fight you or physically assault you. But now you have to, what, be a certain size to make the roasting jokes now? Like calling Chris Rock a dork because, like, he's smaller than Will? Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? It's cute. But she worked Will into a shoot. And, well, not good. Not good. Bruce Willis just recently announced that he can't act anymore because of his cognitive disorder he's got. It's hard for him to remember lines and to just be able to speak them as well. So his team for a long time was working him into his shoot as well. You know, 
They would have earpiece in the ear telling him the lines. They would cut dialogue in his scripts to like a minimum. He would only work two days on a movie. That's crazy, dude. That's crazy. Bruce Willis is one of our top actors of all time. Everyone that's worked with him for the most part liked him, except for Kevin Smith. But I argue that's probably because Kevin was extremely high during that entire time. And he got a different Bruce Willis than he expected. This was during the time of Cop Out, and Kevin had really gotten into fucking weed, and it was a real big, it was a problem. It still is, in a lot of ways. Like, I miss pre-weed Kevin all the time. We'll never get him back. But I imagine Bruce kind of saw that, and Bruce was like, ugh. He probably didn't want to be around that energy. And Tracy Morgan... Like, yeah, he's outrageously funny. He's an outrageous dude, but he can keep it together when he needs to be professional. That tells me Kevin couldn't. He just marked out hard for Bruce Willis, and Bruce Willis was like, I'm not here to have you mark. I'm here to have you get me to work, bro. But Bruce Willis, man, like, action star. Comedy star in some cases. They do some comedy. Legitimately considered a handsome man with a really distinct look. No one looked like Bruce Willis. And that's what made him special. Such a unique personality. Taken down by his mind. That I think that's the biggest fear. The heart, I mean, yeah, it's so sudden and it can take you at any moment. But I think the real torture is being taken out by your brain and having that betray you. Because it's the one thing that's always been with you. It's the one thing you trust more than anything. The level of betrayal is beautiful. And I don't mean that like in, oh, it's great that Bruce Willis is sick. I mean like in terms of if you were orchestrating betrayal and looking at it objectively as a, as a piece of work, the brain betraying you is a, Beautifully laid out piece of work. And I feel for him. I really do. Because he got to do everything he loved. He had to be in movies. He had to do Broadway. He had to do everything. He had the money. He had the women. He had it all. And now he's probably not even going to be able to remember it towards the end. You know, what good is your time if you don't remember the things you did with it? That's a deep philosophical question. You know, if I'm going to forget everything I've ever done, then what's the point of doing it? Some people have to ask that question because memory loss is more prevalent in different families. So then you start thinking about what do you Spend your time on. What hobbies are you spending your time with? What's your job? You know, who are you with? Are you making enough memories with those things? Does the job you're working feel like in the future you'll have pride in it 
Like, oh, I worked here once, and this taught me to any other. Or I dated this person, I'm still with this person toward the end. And we make these memories. My family was great because we did this, that, and the other for each other and with each other. That is a very hard concept. When you're facing down the barrel of forgetfulness. So if you're Bruce Willis, it's like, you've been doing all these direct-to-video movies because you know you can't let major Hollywood studios know what's going on with you. Only these small ones are able to make the concessions. No, dude, Warner Bros. and the rest of them, no way they were going to let Bruce do two-day shootings with the limited cognitive function he had. And that's his... Man, like, I I don't want to beat up on his team, but you kind of have to. What were you guys doing? If you knew it was that bad, why was he still working? Like, that's a problem, dude. <clears throat> they say that when he worked with John Travolta on the movie recently, he kind of came back. He put his A effort in there. You know? And maybe being with Travolta jogged something loose for a brief time. And he was able to reconnect. This is somebody I know from my past. Someone I remember. Nothing, his memory's that bad yet. But, you know, there's probably something to it. Now, his best moments recently were with John Travolta. They were in Pulp Fiction together. They, they, you know, they've, they've done the rounds together. So maybe that made it easier for him. But it's a damn shame for Bruce Willis. He's John McClane, man. John fucking McClane. He saved us from an asteroid in Armageddon. Bruce, the name Bruce Willis carries so much weight with it because of so many different genres he touched on and how respected he was despite whatever movies he made. That's a guy who had, you know, I go back to the look. He's a, he's a fucking walking logo of Bruce Willis. Because, like, it's so unique, man. And it's a shame. It's a shame we won't have him around. Because I would have loved to have seen him get into the Brando years, the really old, old years. And see what he would have done with, you know, less, you know, physical ability. But what he had relied on. <clears throat> What are you spending your time doing? Because in essence, we're just really killing time before we die. It's true. That's really all it is. So what are you doing with your time? I've had to think about that a lot lately. making certain changes into my life, figuring out things I want to recommit myself to. What are you doing with your time? Are you putting the effort in? Are you making memories? You know, it's, 
And yeah, like there are bills. You, we all have financial struggles. I don't think anyone's discrediting that. But you have to want to do the other stuff as well. You have to find time for those things. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 34, and this summer I'm going to my first Rage Against the Machine concert. Because it's a memory I don't have. It's, it's an experience I don't have. I'm fucking going. And Run the Jewels are going to be there, Fire. Because that's what I want to spend my time doing. I work, I spend the time at work to go do things like that. To have a nice apartment. You know, to have things that make me happy or to make people I love happy. You know, I've been really thinking about getting back into stand-up. I really haven't talked about that that much. Publicly, at least. I used to love doing it. Then I got my own head about it and didn't do it for 10 years. So, yeah, I'm going to start from the bottom again. It is what it is. But I, I might do those some weeknights. That's what I want to spend my time doing. I'm back to writing some other scripts I was working on pre-pandemic that I kind of got derailed on. Now I'm back on them. That's what I want to spend my time doing. Because the truth of the fact is, I might end up forgetting all this shit anyway. All of this might just disappear one day. My brain decides I no longer need it. Or it can no longer sufficiently hold on to it. So you might as well just do it. If you're going to forget it anyway. Or the chances are high you're going to forget it. If you make a memory powerful enough, maybe it survives. I hope. And here's the thing. I know Bruce Willis has those memories. He's had a great life. He's probably got these really powerful, good memories. That those will stick. Well, maybe not the other ones will. But he'll have some things. And at that point, you're just collecting whatever memories you can. It's why your grandma holds on to everything. It's why your grandma like just holds on to every prayer um, card. Every little achievement you do. You hold on to those memories. Because at the end, that's all you have. That's... Literally, your all, all of our legacies end up in a box anyway. You know what I mean? Like your body ends up in a box, and all your awards and achievements and papers end up in a box anyway. Stored, and even that box after you're gone is only a fraction of who you were. It's just what you achieved. It's not who you were, you know, mentally and emotionally. I guess at least for me, I'll have these podcasts, and people can look back at them and go, "Oh, he was fucking retarded," but like. If we all end up in the box anyway, why not make the memory? When Will is old, you know, he'll, he'll never live this one down. This is part of it. Like, this is the slap is part of his legacy. Will he forget it towards the end? And it's, here's the thing. If they, if, when Will is like 70 and they're saying Will is forgetting things, I think we should all agree not to bring up the slap. And let him die without it. And just go, no, you got the award, dude. It was a great night. Play it up. Because I guarantee you right now, he wishes he can take it back. And then probably the times where Bruce Willis now, with what memories he does have, kind of wants to take some stuff back too. 
can't be perfect, no one can be. Zoe Kravitz mentioned something about the Will Smith thing. You know, she mentioned, basically she put up a post, like, kind of like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Not being, let's say not being supportive of the slap, let's put it that way. They Then they dug up an interview where she was talking about Jaden Smith, who was 14 at the time, and she was impressed by his maturity, and was like, well, I have to be careful how I speak with you, you know? And, you know, let me know when you're older, we can hang out, like, shit like that. Which, to be honest with you, like, back in the day... How many of the women who are tweeting now about how it's predatory behavior were doing that themselves and were the recipients of it by the local drug dealer in the neighborhood and didn't feel some type of way. They were totally with it. I went to high school with these people. I know. But it's amazing how they pull that up now. Something she probably regrets saying. But they pull it up now. Instead of when she was Catwoman. When she was doing anything else, because she dare say anything about Will and Jada. That was a protective, you know, thing. We gotta protect them. So let's throw out one of her worst fucking imaginable interviews ever. Bet she wants to forget that. Maybe we're just all better off forgetting. Maybe there should be like a 10 year lock and your brain just starts forgetting shit from the last um, decade. Because who wants the pain, dude? Who wants the pain? Then people can start bringing shit up to you. Oh, you did this. Oh, fuck. We used to look at people's past as an indication of how far you've come. Now we don't. Now we don't. Now it's this weird thing of anything you've ever done wrong or a little bit weird. We're bringing that up all the time. And the people who do it are not pure themselves. The, the picking choosing of morality on Twitter is very blatant of who they bring back in and who they keep out. But that's just kind of how it is, ain't it? Kevin Smith finally apologized to Bruce Willis because of the bad memories he had with him. And it's like, you know what, dude? You should have apologized a long time ago, actually. Because you rode that shit into the ground. He truly did. Like, after the first 14 times of him talking about it, it got boring really quick. Like, we get it. Bruce Willis needing it along. And the problem with Kevin Smith is, once something becomes part of his mythology, it's a constant go-to joke. And his audience, because they're not fucking being honest with him, will laugh at it regardless, even though they're also tired of hearing it. That's a guy who needs to kind of fucking remember how great a filmmaker he used to be. Even though I like Tusk a lot, because it's so retarded. Retarded's a bad word, I shouldn't be saying it. Let's call it insane. Because Tusk is insane. Retarded's a bad word, don't use it, people. I shouldn't be using it. No one should be using it. But it's such a fun word to say, though, isn't it? But what are we doing for our time? What are we doing 
with our time. You're probably doing other things while listening to this, which is cool. I like that. Multitask. I don't mind being the background noise to your errands. That works for me. I do it all the time myself. What are you going after today? How will you spend your day? There's so much to do. The weather's getting nicer even though in New York here, the winter is still clinging on to us. It's pretty gross, but it is getting nicer out. So what do you do with that nicer weather, man? It's springtime. Summertime's coming. Make some plans. Get in some trouble. That's what everyone else is doing. And you want to be like everyone else, trust me. We all do. We all want to be normal to a degree. It's okay. Being normal is not wrong. You know, we, we've developed this whole, well, I'm unique kind of bullshit. But if everyone's unique, then no one's truly unique now, are they? Unique also all looks the same nowadays, too. There are very few people who are actually uniquing it up. But hey, they're spending their time pretending being they're unique. What are you spending your time on? Make a sandwich or something, dude. Get your nails done, girl. Do something. Because all we got is these memories, man. And when they're gone... They're gone. And so is a huge part of the person that we are. Oh, well. We've been here quite a bit. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next week. Full video. Going hard back in the studio. I can give you an idea what we might be talking about. Tulpas. Look up Tulpa. And you'll see what I'm talking about. But I guess this week for now, we'll just try to make some memories. So I won't take up too much of your time. Go out and make some memories. Powerful ones. Ones you talk about for years. You'll thank me on Monday morning. then again I think we both know how this is going to end don't we listener <laughs>